You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning, everybody. Joe Gavallis with the Safe Senior Hour. I hope all is well with with you and, and your loved ones. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the more unique scams, and we're, we're very honored today to, to have someone who will come in and help educate us what it's like to be a victim, uh, almost victim. Uh, so with that, we have Kim Swanson here, um, <coughs> who has uh, experienced firsthand what it's like to be at the certain time where you get a call, you get action, where you've got to react, and you don't have time to sit back and think, and what it was like to deal with professional. With that, I want to welcome you, Kim, to, uh, to the show today. Thank you. Um, and so, Kim, you want to just let the, let the listeners uh, get a little bit of idea about your background so uh, they, they understand that can happen to anybody. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Kim Swanson, and I'm currently working for the Cobb County District 2 Commissioner, Bob Ott. Um, I'm his assistant. And um, in the past, I also worked in Washington, D.C., working with people with developmental disabilities. And um, I also helped run an agency that um, took people with developmental disabilities out of institutions, and then we put them into uh, situations where they could go and with job coaches is what we called them, and we taught them how to be independent and live independently. Right, and, and that's important for our listeners to understand that most laws, in, at least in the United States, deal with, they talk about elder abuse, but it's also the term in Georgia, it's at-risk adults, which cover all the, the people that, um, those are anybody over 18 years old. And, and again, as you know, in our uh, uh, definition of abuse, uh, elder abuse and at-risk adult abuse, we, we have three types of abuses, uh, physical uh, institutional and financial, and uh, uh, even though we're going to focus more today on financial, the the physical abuse of, of some of the the, pay, the uh, uh, residents are are really affected. We're we're involved in a case right now that deals with somebody from an at-risk adult from one of these homes. So uh, you bring a lot of insight that we might be able to address and and go through some of the things you've seen on the physical aspect of it but it's an ongoing problem it's been here for a long time and and we're just now getting people educated in it i mean you saw that right when you were yes. doing on the physical abuse side right uh, well today um we might address some of those those issues but we're going to talk about the um as we do almost monthly update the frauds that are going on, the current frauds that are affecting everybody, and then um, then we'll get to uh, Kim's uh, description of, of what what took place with her in detail, and that'll be very enlightening for everyone, all our listeners uh, in the United States and around the world. It, it'll be a uh, it'll this will be the same type of scam that's used everywhere. Uh, one of the top scams here we're going to talk about real quick is the uh, Social Security scam that is current. This is one of the newer ones. And um, 
the Social Security Administration came out with a, a bulletin that said um, that these are ongoing and, and people should be aware. We all have Social Security numbers, and especially as we get uh, uh, our elders certainly um, uh, understand the Social Security payments, and also our risk adults get, I think, certain kind right, ex- uh, yes, that supplemental or supplemental security income for the at-risk adults. Um, And this was put out by the Social Security um, Public Service uh, uh, um, announcement that uh, the Commissioner of Social Security advised, I want every American to know if a suspicious caller states there is a problem with their Social Security number or account, they should hang up and never give the caller money or personal information. People should then go online to report the scam call to Social Security, Commissioner Saul said. And here's the new version of the scam that that he advises. Uh, Fraudsters are now emailing fake documents in an attempt to get people to comply with their demands. Victims have received emails. We were just talking about emails earlier uh, before the show started with attached letters and reports that may appear to be from the Social Security Administration or their Office of Inspector General. The letters may use official letterhead and government jargon to convince victims they are legitimate, and usually they contain uh, misspellings and grammar mistakes. And the reason for that is a lot of these are done overseas, and, yeah, you can you can learn English, but you can't learn all the nuances, you know, like myself. I mean, it's hard to keep up with that. Um, Um, He did go on to say that Social Security employees will never threaten a person or promise a Social Security benefit approval or increase in exchange for information or money. Social Security will not. And these are some interesting points. As we talk about the other frauds and scams, just think about this. There's a common thread of what you shouldn't do. Well, here it is on the Social Security scam put out by by their commissioner should never tell tell social excuse me social security will never tell you that your social security number has been suspended contact you to demand an immediate payment see the word immediate payment or the phrase ask you for credit or debit card information over the phone require a specific means of debt repayment like a prepaid debit card a retail gift card or cash the government doesn't do that. Demand that you pay a Social Security debt without the ability to appeal the amount you owe. The government is, is you know, believe it or not, is, is, is very uh, uh, customer-oriented that you do have a right to appeal. They, they, that's why there's a court system or administrative law review or judge. It's, nothing is definite in the government. They might say that, but then it'll be you have 15 days to appeal. And you notice that when you get any of your communication with the federal government. And, of course, that uh, the Social Security will never promise a Social Security benefit approval or increase in exchange for information or money. So when somebody says if you pay an extra amount of money, your higher Social Security will go up, don't believe them. But that's one of the hot topics right now, Social Security, um, uh, the Social Security fraud scam. But as you can see some things here, what they talk about. 
debit cards, credit cards, paying the government in, in that form, and the idea of demanding money in order for you to get more money. That doesn't happen. I had a constituent call me at the office, and she just wanted to check to see if her Social Security was being discontinued because she received a call um, just like you were talking about, Joe, and she said that they had told her that her Social Security was being cut off and that she would have to pay X amount of money in order for it to be reinstated. And for seniors that that survive and live off their Social Security, it's a real scare to them, and they play into that. And then when she was talking about, and what did they ask you to do? And she said that they had she had to go and get a, a card at um, one of the grocery stores and then send the information to them for X amount of money. And she was very panicked, and she... She was um, just going to check with me to make sure that this was legitimate. And at the time when I was talking to her, um, I said, no, they would never call you and tell you that they were going to cut off your Social Security. So they like to play to the seniors that it's their it's their livelihood, and, and they're going to take this away from them. But as we talk about the scams, and we go over this over and over again, it's one of those deals you have to do something right now. There, at 99% of the scams, that's what happens. If you don't do it now, X will happen. Or something, your money will be cut off, or whatever it is. The only scam that that doesn't, where it isn't immediate, is the romance scams. And we'll go into that uh, later on here. But I'm just trying to update you on the more current scams. <clears throat> A current scam that, went, that that is going, and I received these, excuse me, um, is the uh, FedEx scam. FedEx uh, notification scam. And so a, a recommendation that they have uh, is that before you monitorly click on that text message that looks like it's from FedEx, take a second look because it could be a scam. Some people around the country, that's me, are receiving text messages that show a, suppo- a supposed tracking code and link to set delivery pre- preferences. The text is deceiving as it uses the recipient's real name, right? It was to me, and it said we needed to, uh, 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 you need to do this to set the proper tracking to get your, your, your um, alleged package. Uh, the link directs people to a fake Amazon listing and then asks them to take a customer satisfaction survey, which we all like to do sometimes. And uh, and after answering a couple questions, the scam then asks for personal information and a credit card number to claim a free gift. When in doubt about tracking number, go to the main website of the shipping company, whether it be FedEx or UPS, and don't get caught with this. The reality is that millions of people have been caught, and again, you're dealing with professionals. This is their job. So it's hard to out to outbeat them. They they do this every day. They do it for a living, and you might be one of fifty numbers they call. And if they just get one, it's called phishing, p h i s i n g. That's all they care about. And they're usually in a room in a warehouse somewhere with a phone bank, and they just call. These are not people. Even though it leads you to believe, you'll see a phone number that you'll get. And it might say FedEx or it might say some or UPS or whatever it is. But on any of these scams, they want you to believe 
that they're calling from this legitimate company or entity. And they can, for as little as five cents, make any number appear on your phone. I know all of us that use cell phones or have IDs on our, our regular phones that, you know, you'll see things come up. Unfortunately, we're at the state where you can't believe it. If it's important, they'll leave you a, a message. Listen to the message. If they say to call some entity or some company or governmental entity, you independently look up. Don't call the number that they have because a lot of times they're calling you, as I said, from a phone bank. The next number is the person sitting next to them. So, and like you're calling XYZ company, and they'll be answered to the phone that the number they give you, XYZ company. So we just, you know, it's just an educational process, and that's what we need to do to, uh, in, in order to protect ourselves and protect our loved ones. You know, it's hard enough to use, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to operate with all this electronic gadgets, and I know a lot of us are not electronically savvy, but your cell phone now is such an important part of your life, as is a computer. And, and the bad guys know that. So we all need to, um, uh, we need to just watch out about what to do here. Well, as we're um, just giving you the latest update, I just gave you two, the new Social Security scam and the FedEx scams. So what we're going to be doing, we're going to be taking a break, and we're going to be going into a couple more scams, and one of them will be the one that our guest today, that Kim um unfortunately was a, a, a victim of. And that will end that this segment of the Safe Senior Hour. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at EHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it. And you'll love having one in your shop. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
Well, welcome back to the second segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. We have as our guest today uh, Kim Swanson, who uh, who has very graciously agreed to come in and, and tell us from um, her point of view what it's like to be an attempt a victim. Thank God, um, um, at some point she realized what was going on, but she can go through the details and tell us about it. And this is one of the scams that um, that we talk about all the time, and it's a it's called the jury scam. And the jury scam is very prevalent all around the United States. Uh, I'm sure it's prevalent in, in other countries. Uh, it's um, the generic type of scam is you get a call from some law enforcement entity saying you missed jury duty or you were subpoenaed and you didn't show. And then they proceeded to uh, give you uh, a, a litany of things that you didn't do and that you are liable to be arrested or put in jail. So with that, Kim, if you just wanted to go through what ha- actually happened to you and then we'll go through a few other issues with it. So I was working from home, um, and I was busy involved in emails and and other phone calls, and I get a phone call on my landline, and I didn't pay any attention to the number. I just picked it up, and it was a sheriff, and they said, hello, this is sheriff, and he gave the name from the Cobb County Sheriff Department, and they had just received... Um, all of the names of the people who have not shown up for jury duty. So he asked me if I had received a jury duty notification, and I said, no, I have not. And he said, well, does other, do people live, other people live with you? And I said, yes, but I said, you know, I get the mail, and I also get notification by the United States Postal Service that tells me what's in my mailbox so that I know what's coming in. Um, on a daily basis, and if something's missing, then I know that I've um, had issues where people have gone through my mail. And he said, well, you, this notification was mailed out in November, and he gave a date. It was mailed out again in December, and you have failed three times to um, come in and and go through jury duty. And so now you have three warrants for your arrest. Let, let me just say, he, he introduced himself as... Over the phone as a as a sheriff with and a he, name, right? And he had his name, right? Okay. That he, that his name was deputy, and he gave me his name, right? Um. So then I I said, well, I I I was still questioning the 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 information. And I said, well, what address do you have? And he gave me my full address, and he said, um, I'm also looking at your record, and I noticed that you've lived there for for twenty some odd years, and I have your um, I have your your driver's license, and, and it shows that you haven't had any traffic tickets. And he said, and I really feel that this is just going to be a process that you're going to have to go through, and you get up in front of the judge, and the judge will ask why you missed jury duty, and you need to explain to him that, you know, you didn't receive the notification. And he'll look at your clean record, and that's going to he'll, – he'll probably dismiss it. But in the meantime, you have these three warrants out for your arrest. And so if you get on the road and you drive down the road and a police officer pulls you over, then they're going to um, take you to the jail. And so um, that was that was causing some 
um, anxiety to to be pulled over and then to be taken to the jail. And then he said you could sit there until um, you had a bail bondsman come, and that could be anywhere from, you know, three hours to a day. And so he said, but he said since you since you have no record and that you've been at your home for for this period of time, he said that he would. Um, do what they call a phone write-in. So you give them your cell phone, and then he'll stay on the line. And if I am picked up, or I, I have you know police come, a police comes and or I'm speeding, a police pulls me over. He said, um, then you just hand me the phone, and I'll give him my name, and that you're coming in under this. And and he sounded like it was sort of this phone um, program. Program that they do for for people such as myself. So then I said, well, I also would like to... So I had his name, and I said, I would also... I said, Deputy, I would also like to have your your badge number. And he said, okay, fine, and he gave me his badge number. So so he said, well, here's here's a phone number. Here's the, you know, the the phone number. And he said, call me on your cell phone, and then then we'll get the process started of what you need to do. so then I got disconnected. So I had his phone number, and I called back, and it, and a, a, it was answered, Cobb County Sheriff Department, please hold, and you'll be connected to the person. And so I held, and then he came online, and he, he said, Sheriff so-and-so, and I said, oh, I was disconnected. And he said, oh, that's okay. He said, so this is what you need to do. Stay on the line, and let's, and let's process this through. So he said, you will need to get... A, a self-addressed envelope with a stamp and bring that. And then he said you will also have to bring in um, $1,200 in cash to the office. He said, and again, he said this is all going to be safe and we put it in our safe and then we um, at the time that you uh, have your trial, and he goes in, it's set for, and he gave me the date and time and um, the room number in which I was to appear. So all this information was just creating more and more anxiety, and I and I was following his direction. So he said, so can you leave now and go to the bank and get the money because you have to bring in cash? And I said, fine. So got in the car. He's on the cell phone. I get to the bank. I go in, and I get um, the cash. So then I get in the car, and I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm ready to come in. And he said, oh, no, no, no. He said... I, he goes, we don't accept cash. He said, the cash is for you to then go to Kroger and you purchase these things that we call here green dot cards that we accept here at the Sheriff Department. Kroger's are a grocery store. Yeah, it's a right. grocery store mm-hmm. here in Georgia. So I said, I have to go get a what? And he goes, a green <laughs> dot card. I've never heard of a green dot card. He said, this is just um, a, for a card that we widely accept here at the Sheriff's Department. And he said, they're very easy to purchase, and, and this is what they look like. And he described them. So I said, okay, so then I get into the grocery store. I get the green dot cards. You can only put so much money on each green dot card. So I had to divvy it up and get my three green dot cards because that was the amount of money um, conveniently. Uh, let, let me l- let me just interrupt for a moment. At this time, you're still on the cell phone with him? I'm still on the cell phone with him. Okay. So after I got my green dot card, I got disconnected. 
So then um, I, was, I got in the car, I called him, I called the number back that he gave me, and I get, um, this is the Cobb County Sheriff's Department, please hold and wow. we will connect you to, um, to the person, you, you know, that, that you have called. And so then I, I wait, and then I get connected, and he introduced, he said again, this is Sheriff so-and-so, and, and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I got disconnected. And he said, that's okay. He said, um, so now, so then I get in the car and I said, okay, I'm driving to the sheriff's office right now. Can you please give me the address so then I can write that down? Um, I said, I, in fact, I work over there because I work for Commissioner Ott. And he said, oh, oh, yes, 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 I know Commissioner Ott with Cobb County. And I said, just give me the address because I've never had the address. I kind of know where you're located. So he gave me the address, and he said, oh, I forgot to tell you, but by the way, we need to get you a bail bondsman. And I said, a bail bondsman? It's like someone will come and meet me there. And he said, no, you call the bail bonds office, and I'm going to give you the name of of an office that that we use here at the sheriff's department. And so he gave me the name of the bail bondsman. Let me just say, you know, how far do you roughly live from your house to the sheriff's office, like 15? Like 15, 20 minutes. Right, but it's 15, 20 miles. It's not like you're just going around the corner. No, I'm not going around no, the corner. No, I mean, so he's got you on the cell he's phone. He's got me on the cell phone. And at this time, you've already been to the bank, got your money. I've been to the Kroger. Kroger. And got your three green, dots. three green dot cards. And all this time, and, and, and okay, so now we're, now we're there with the bail bondsman. So I said, well, if I call the bail bondsman, I'm going to disconnect from you. And he said, he said, well, you really need to pull over so then you don't. So while you're talking to the bail bondsman and going through that procedure with them, um, that you won't, you won't, you know, get stopped by a police officer. And so I called the bail bondsman and, and um, I get connected and it goes through that this is you know so-and-so bail bondsman company please hold and you'll be connected to the next sales representative so i sat there and and the person comes on and um i told him my situation and that i need to to go and get um you know i need to get a bond because i i have to pay these um three citations that i have and so he said, he said, okay, he said, do you have your citations numbers? And I said, actually, I don't. So um, I'm going to hang up from you, and I'm going to call <laughs> the sheriff again. So I called the sheriff's office again, Cobb County Sheriff's Office. Please hold. I get connected to him, and I said, I said, well, this, there is an issue here. I forgot to ask you what my three citation numbers are so that I can give this to the bail bondsman. And he said, oh, he said, no problem. He said, um, let me connect. He goes, I can call into this office. So he calls, and I hear the whole conversation. I hear the same information I got before. He gets on with the bail bail bondsman person, and he gives him my three citation numbers. It's like a conference call. Like a conference call. So now I'm on a conference call. So um, I'm almost now at this point. Um, I've gotten, I've been driving again, and... Um, so he, so the bail bondsman goes, okay, well, this is the procedure. And I said, you know, I would feel better if you would meet me at the sheriff's office, and then we can walk in together, 
and you'll be there. You'll see my citation. I'll see my citations, and then I can hand you over my green dot cards. And he said, well, I, um, our company is, and he gave me some, some county. Um, he says, like, 45 minutes away. And I said, well, I think that um, I, I could just wait for you. And um, he said, well, he said, you know, then what you really will be, you'll be in front of the sheriff's department, and they'll bring you in, and then you can sit in, in jail. He said, all you need to do is scratch out your um, green dot numbers. Okay. Well, we're going to hold this story to the because the story is intriguing. (laughs) And, and, And we'll finish it in the next segment. That'll end this segment of the Safe Senior Hour. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. I I hope uh, um, you all are uh, listening uh, to this uh, kind of recreation of, of a jury scam. We're very fortunate to have uh, Kim Swanson, who has come in and has agreed to tell us what it was like. And this is like how long ago? Like a month ago? It was a month ago. You know, of what actually happened to her uh, concerning a jury scam. And and just to update everybody, you uh, to start, you, you got this call. They said they were with the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. You confronted them with a badge number. He gave it to you, considered the talk, and uh, and then you went. And he said you had three outstanding 
warrants, warrants for my arrest. Even though you you knew in your heart of hearts there were none, right? You didn't. Well, the warrants were for failing to show up for jury duty. Right, and you never, to your knowledge, ever got a notice of that. No. But he was on there. He was convincing, and uh, and he said if you're out on the road, you were in an accident or something that you could go to jail because he's looking at the computer and it has my out, name right? and my warrants. So you got in your car, you recalled him from your cell phone. He wanted you to call him on a cell phone and you called him back. And then at that point, he said the, the or at some point, the, the, the fine would be There's $1,200. $1,200. And at first he said, that you needed to get cash, correct? That I needed to get cash. And then after I did that, he said, oh, you can't bring cash in. You'll have to go to um, the grocery store, which at the time was Kroger, and get these green dot cards. Right, right. And so you got them. And they're not made in, like, it's not like you say, I want one card for 1200 No, you have, you to, have buy. to buy them. They, they only go up to 600 a piece. Okay. And so I was putting 300 and something on each one to add up to that. Right. So you got them, and then you get back in your car, headed to the uh, sheriff's office. What was an interesting thing was that he said, you know, I still have to, I'm sitting here um, at the desk, and I still have to take calls. And he said, so let me give you, let's, if you don't mind, I'll call you on my cell phone. And while he was on his cell phone, I could hear the background noise, and it sounded like there there was activity going on that could be related to the activities that go on in the sheriff's office. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was hearing just a quiet noise um, while he was on his cell phone. He just said, this would be so much better than me sitting here and tying up the lines that I had called back three times on and said, Cobb County Sheriff's Department. Right. And, and and again, you know, these people on these type of scams are professionals. They do this every day, every hour, and they're good at what they do. Uh, but, um, so this, so... By the time you got the call, you went to the bank, you went to Kroger's, and now you're on your way. How long are we talking? So now I've been on the phone probably 20, 20 25 minutes because I've had to go to each establishment and get all of them. Right. So and you got and you got to drive like 15, 20, 20 minutes, minutes away. But all that, all that time is he wants you on the phone. He wants me on the phone to make sure that if. If I ran a red light or if the police pulled me over for whatever reason, they would see that I had these um, this history on my... They, I, I could be arrested, and then I would be taken to the jail. And so he was offering the service that they offered to many individuals in the, where you are um, on the phone and you are kind of being guided in safely. So if I, if a police officer did pull me over for whatever infraction, that I would say, I'm sorry, here's Sheriff so-and-so. Right. And, and then they would give them the identification and say, yes, she's coming in to take care of her three warrants. And, um, and then we've set up the court date for her. And then there's an interesting twist on your story. He throws in that you need a... Then he says, I need a bail bondsman. And um, not knowing any bail bondsman, 
and I was trying to think between where I was and right. where my where I was going. If there was a bail bondsman office, and there isn't yeah. any, um, he gave me a company. It sounded like you know the name sounded reputable. It didn't sound like some strange name. Right. And um, then I talked to the bail bondsman. Okay, and that's so, where we left it. You were with the bail bondsman in the previous so, segment. So I was. So I was. Um, Asking the bail bondsman to meet me out in front of the sheriff's office that I would be there in like five minutes and that I would give him the green dot cards and then we could go in together and he can get me out on bond and then it'll be all the transaction in front of the sheriff at the sheriff's department. And he said, well, that would take him um, 35, 40 minutes to get there and... um, that if I got out to the sheriff's office, then I would be arrested, that I needed to get bonded out. So he said, this is the best way to do this is that scratch the back off of your green card and give me those numbers, and then we can just do this all over the phone. And at that point, I'm driving down the road, and I'm on the phone with him connected to the sheriff's office, to the to the sheriff. And they want me to scratch this card off. And I said, this is ridiculous and that's when I kind of had where you know your hair on your arms kind of like go up yes and it's like this isn't right so um the sheriff the sheriff said no this is valid and I said you know what I'm going to take my chances I'm going to come to the sheriff's department I'm going to turn myself in I have the money and I'll sit in jail until the bail bondsman comes to bail me out and they started getting twisted and I just hung up and then at that point, then I called a friend of mine who's a lawyer, and he said, "Get in your, turn around, go back home, and you've this. This is a fraud that is is fairly well known." And he goes, "You've been scammed." But the the good thing about it is that um, I stopped because once you, the green card is a legitimate company. It's a yep. it's a very good company, and I researched that because then I had the fear. And I have these cards, and they're somehow um, a scam as well. And so I researched it, and then I was able, over the course of a couple of days, to scratch off the number, and it goes back into my account. Um, but it, you just get caught up into into the fear factor, and that maybe you know I did miss the jury call, and that it just seemed so legitimate that I had where I was to go. Um, in the court system and and the judge I was going to meet and the time and date and I just and and all the information he had on me was absolutely correct and when I told him who I worked for he acted like he knew Commissioner Ott and it just things were just falling into place and you just get totally caught up into um, the fear factor and it isn't until you sit down and you explain to people what you went through that you realize that that you've been scammed. The interesting thing is, is when I did talk to the real sheriff the next day in my office, he took the numbers that, because I had three numbers, and he said, usually people don't have those, and but I had written them down. And he took the three numbers that I was given, and every one of them were dead. So there was no, they couldn't track the numbers. So immediately when they go through this process and the person didn't completely um, take the bait, they erase all that information. So he said that, he, they said, 
the sheriff said this was a very good, highly professional scam, and they did they did push all of the buttons of an individual into get getting them to come this far. Right. I mean, you were just close to walking in the door of the sheriff's office, um, and then when they pulled the the the, the, the bait and switch that. Well, you don't have to deliver it. Just give us the numbers. The light bulb went off and said, wait a minute. Right. At that point, um, I had these numbers. I wasn't going to pull over, um, and I was just going to walk in and just take my chances. And then hopefully, um, if it was true, that someone would come and bail me out. Well, it, it so this whole procedure for this scam lasted... 45 an hour? I would say almost an hour. And and it, was, and it wasn't like, here is your procedure. This is what you need to do. You need to go to the bank. Then you need to go to Kroger. Then you need to get a bail bondsman. Because at that point, all of these steps would have been, because I would be sitting at home going, this, 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 this is a little outrageous. It was sort of leading me on, like, just go get this. And then it was like, oh, and we don't do this. And oh, and so as you're doing this and you're in the car and you're in that hurry up process to get to the sheriff's department, um, that's when it just continues to keep the fear in you going. And if I was at home and they had said these were the steps and that you need right. to do in order to come into the sheriff's office, I might have stopped and said this this is a little bit... Um, this is a little too much. Well, I think that what's what's interesting about this, and this is an educational process. That's why we can't thank you enough for coming in, so our listeners can hear what it's like. But it should also be be at an educational moment for everybody, and especially to tell your friends out there who are listening. A couple things: if somebody calls you from the sheriff's department, police department. We've had them from the federal government, from the U.S. clerk of the court, or from the U.S. marshal's office saying, you failed to appear either to jury duty, a grand jury, or whatever it is. And some some of these scams are they're going to come out and arrest you unless you take care of it. Um, uh, we do, as you know, we, with, this, with the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force, we've spoken to over 3,000 seniors. In every one of these situations, we have local law enforcement with us. And here are some of the tips. And I know from being a former federal agent for, you know, 30 years, if I'm going to come and arrest you, I'm not going to call you. Because if you called me to come and arrest me, I'm not going to be there. So the idea that somebody's coming to arrest you should be a red flag. But if you see this, it says Sheriff's Office... You know your sheriff or the police department in your area. Look it up independently and call and say, one of your representatives just called me and said, I have failed to to go to jury duty. And I don't believe that. I don't believe I ever got a notice. And they will discuss it with you. They'll deal with you. But in the absence of that, how good these professionals are, they said it with the sheriff, they gave you a badge number, but then they gave you information about you. Um... That was a, that was really dis- disturbing, and and I think that just sort of justified in my mind that this is a legitimate call, and that they had the exact number of years that I have lived there, and that I've always had the same address. I mean, they had a lot of information about which kind of worries me about the information they have, 
but um, they had a lot of information. They do a lot of research on the person before they call them. Well, as, as we'd like to tell everybody, it's called the Internet. Yes. And you can go on, and, and, and information like that can be gathered very easily. But with that, we're going to get back to, to finish the story and give you some more educational tips. That will end this segment of the Safe Senior Hour. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org Hello, this is Michael Daly with Atlanta Healing Center. We know that addiction is a brain disease. Addiction is a family disease. Addiction is a treatable disease. We have a caring professional staff with over 30 years experience to help you and your loved ones in your recovery. You can reach us at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the uh, uh, last segment of the Safe Senior Hour with Joe Gavallis. We have a, have our guest, uh, Kim Swanson, who has been very kind to come in and, and, and is uh, describing for educational purposes to all our listeners out there what it's like to be in the middle of a scam and things you could, looking back, what you should do or not do and how these professionals uh, really get you to do things that when you stop, if you could just sit back and, as you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, uh, or hindsight is twenty twenty, that you would never do. But that's not how they do it. They play on your uh, need to do something immediately. Uh, People try to try to relate it to we all went in to try to buy cars that this is the deal now. If you leave here, it might not be the deal. In this case, is you want to go out, you have a, a warrant. We have warrants for you. If you want to go out and risk it, you know, that's fine, but this is how we can stop it. And I don't know about you all. You know, I've put a lot of people in jail, but I would never want to go to jail for a day or a night. So that's all you have to do when somebody who sounds official says there's a warrant for you, you need to be concerned. That's I, why you call independently. Well, when I was talking to the real sheriff, um, with a his deputy. Real, a deputy sheriff, right. with a real deputy sheriff number, when I was talking to him, I think the, the biggest thing that everybody should know is that any of these government entities – um, they're not going to call you, and they're not going to ask you for money. They, didn't, they don't take cash anywhere. 
They don't take your green dot cards. They don't take any other form of a of a card that you've purchased at a at a supermarket. So you just have to stop. And they're playing to the fear factor. They got me because I was distracted and I was doing some other work and and all of a sudden I just get this out of the blue call and I'm being arrested. And I think that the biggest takeaway that I have from all of this and what I tell um, some of the constituents that call into the office that I try to help is just sit back, take a breath, and, and try to... to just walk it through in your mind, okay, this is the IRS, or this is the Sheriff's Department, or this is Social Security. They do not call you. Um, and the sheriff, the deputy sheriff said it over and over. They are not going to call you, and they are not going to place demands on you. And just hang up. Um, and that's that's the biggest walk away. And now when I answer my home line, which I don't do very much, um, I just can't wait till someone calls me and tries to scam me again, because um, I I will I will hang up on them. So the, the the biggest thing is don't get caught up into it, and just remember that these entities will not call you, and they will not show up at your door to arrest you. Right, and and that no government entity collects money in green dot cards no. or iTunes cards, and that. Uh, we talked about, and I think you just touched on it, Kim, it's not only just the sheriffs and, and the U.S. Marshals, but we, there's a scam, the IRS scam, as we get into, bro, the IRS will not call you and say, you know, you have to pay us, and you can pay us in green dot cards. But a lot of people will will fall for it because it's the government, and the last thing they want to do is deal with the IRS. Now, we, we talked about the... Um, the, the, the issues here is that they, they play on your need to do something immediately. Right. And on a lot of these scams, that's the case. One of the big scams that we've spoken about to our listeners is the grandparent scam. And the grandparent scam is can be can be many things, but, but where a person gets a call in the middle of the night or late at night and said uh, it's either a, a kind of muffled voice saying, hi, Grandma or hi, Grandpa, this is your grandson, and I'm in jail, and I need your help, but you can't call mom or dad. Um, in this day and age, uh, a lot of times, you know, the grandparents really have this um, uh, special relationship with their grandkids, and think that they're that they can, they're honored to be able to help them. And what you should do if you get that call. Forget what is said on the phone by your alleged grandson or somebody calling on his behalf, like they're a drug agent who said your grandson or granddaughter has been arrested. Um, you call right away to your kids and say, "Where's your? Where's my grandson or granddaughter? Are they there? Well, yeah, they're upstairs sleeping. So they're not really in Mexico or they're not in in Florida in an accident." And these scams go on, and it's just shame because you hear them over and over again, is that that the grandparent will jump on this to think they're really helping their grandson or granddaughter. And so we all need to be careful about how we do that. A lot of times there's a fake accident, and they've even gone to a kidnapping ransom deal. Your grandson has been kidnapped. Help them out. And usually they'll ask for some unusual way to get the money. 
the one case that we talk about a lot is very common. I just read some more articles on it. Is go to the bank, get cash. You need $9,000 to bail your grandson out. Get the $9,000, put it in a magazine, put the magazine on a FedEx box, and ship it to this address. Well, the address is a real address. In the cases I'm familiar with, it's a hotel drop where they actually check in a hotel, never stay there, and they come by every day and just pick up these packages full of cash. But if somebody says go to get money and put it in a magazine and ship the magazine, you know, a red flag should go up. So please, please call your 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 children to see how your where your grandkids are. That's that's the that's the big the big one. That's another big one going on right now. The other one that we all need to be aware of, and it is the only scam that something immediate doesn't happen, and these are the romance scams. And the romance scams are happening are happening equally to male and female, and they're just hundreds, thousands of dollars a day that are going out. And they take, and we've looked at their uh, scripts that these professionals use, and they say it should take you about 30 days to get in to at the point where the person on the other end of the computer uh, or on the phone believes you are really this special person in their lives. Like you like to do the same things, you all like the same food, you like the same wine, you should get together, and then... Then the next step is, well, try to set up meetings. Well, then you can't make it. And anyway, pretty soon it comes out where they're saying they have a need for money but don't ask you for it. But because you're friends, you'll volunteer it. The $500 is that usually starts off with. A case here in, in uh, North Georgia was a um, situation where the gentleman uh, was a contractor. His accounts receivables were l- were delayed and convinced this woman he had talking to. Uh, after convincing her, they were the ultimate partnership. He liked fine dining. She liked fine dining. He liked wine. She liked wine. They liked to go to plays. He liked to go to plays. So she said, well, you, you, we treat time to have a meeting. We can't make it. He said, what's the problem? He said, well, my accounts receivable are bad and are about to shut off my electricity. And she said to him, well, well, how much do you need? He said, $500. She said, I'll send that over to you. So it started 500 and like three months later, it was 55000 She paid him. Never met him. Remember, computers give people courage. Anything you read on a computer doesn't necessarily be true, and any pictures you see on a computer are definitely not the case that, that that's the person you're looking at. In this case, she thought she was dealing with a contractor, and, and they were able to trace some of the money, and it ended up, went from here to Canada, to Amsterdam, the Netherlands, to Nigeria, and the people never left uh, Lagos, Nigeria, were making the calls. The, the other, and just as we're about to wind up here shortly, the other issue that is being played on, 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 on seniors, and again, why are seniors on there? Because they tend to be lonely. They tend to want to talk to people, and if they can talk to people on the phone, or if they're, they're very much into the computer world, they'll talk to people on the computer. And um, this other scam, it's called... Uh, um, dealing with uh, sex extortion and um, 
These are where people call and say that they found that they have uh, questionable pictures about you that they found from somewhere that somebody took early on and that they're going to publish them. And I'm reading right here. This is what they'll tell you. In one week, we will publish all your videos, and they will then be viewable by, publicly by iStripper, XPorn, and any other porn site just like this. You will pay 500 euro in bitcoms to have these uh, videos wiped out. But you only have one week to do it. And then a step-by-side, and, and you talk about doing bitcoms, but it said if you don't understand how to buy bitcoms, after going through a guide and you believe you can't complete the process, then here are some other ways to get paid. iTunes cards, Amazon cards, Walmart cards, smart cards, Best Buy cards, Target. So so when anybody asks you to pay them by a gift card that you go get it, be leery. And I think, you know, Kim just saw that in her situation. Um, and all they want is the PIN number. But... As we, we learned today, the scams are out there. Even the best of us can get scammed. Just trust somebody, trust your gut feeling, and call a friend or call the professionals to help. Well, that will end uh, today's uh, Safe Senior Hour. And remember, elder abuse doesn't uh, um, report itself. So please, please, please be, be uh, reporting any kind of issues that you think of financial exploitation, physical abuse, or institutional abuse. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.